Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me, yeah. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. I'm feeling good Fish in the sea Oh yeah, we are feeling really good here I mean, because we've been doing this since like, what? 11 a.m. It's 3.49. Hello, everybody. It's Terry Bennett. It's Intern Noe. It's Out Drink the Coverage in studio. That means we're saucy. We're sauced. And we had some pizza sauce. It's been a good day. And it's a new era. We'll explain that here in a minute. Before we do that, intern Noe, how are you doing and what are we drinking? Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year. I'm feeling full, but I feel great. Yeah, I'm feeling very full. We had Pizza Inn today. If you don't know, Pizza Inn's a staple from the 80s and 90s. Uh, There's still a few left here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and across the state and across the nation. Uh, This is our second time to do Pizza Inn before a show, and both times have been really, really good. Yeah, and this time, to to me, it was better than the last time we were there. I thought the customer service was great. Uh, But yeah, I feel full. I feel happy. Uh, It's a sad week because the last week of the fantasy football season. Yeah. So none of that. Having the anxious feeling for some random game against – you know, between four and eleven teams. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. no, I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. Uh, we crowned our season three out drink the coverage fantasy football championship okay. winner. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go into that. Okay, first off, what are you drinking? Fine, jeez. Well, no, no, hang on. I'm just trying to get. We, uh, we got a lot to talk about. Okay, not even talking about NFL football and college football. Which, by the way, after we record this, we're going to be doing an out drink the college version. Both of them brought to you by Frisco Bar and Grill. Uh, but we have a lot of news, so let's. We're going to start with what are you drinking? Which I think we're drinking something pretty special. Though. All right, we're focusing on the drink. Okay, so today you and I are both drinking the same thing. We make, made a cocktail. It's uh, this vodka soda from Chris, Crystal Ridge Distillery. I drank it in a previous episode. Yes, just as is. So this week, decided to bring a can that I had from Hot Springs at Crystal Ridge here, and we made a little cocktail with Dr Pepper and a little bit of extra vodka over ice. A black cherry flavor, delicious. You don't taste the alcohol, and that can be a dangerous thing. Yeah, I, I will admit, so far, I'm really, really enjoying this for all the wrong reasons, because I've, I've said this many times. You are more of a connoisseur of alcohol. Like, you like different things. I'm like, what gets me from point A to point Z as quick as possible? <laughs> yeah. And so sometimes I give up taste over that, and I'm fine with that. But I will also admit that sometimes I'm drinking gut rot. This is not gut rot. This is basically their black cherry, which, if you know, is basically Dr. Pepper. And, and so what we decided to do is we took – it's called the pack, right? Yeah. And so we took the pack vodka and black cherry, black cherry soda, and we added a little bit more vodka. And then we were like, well, screw it. Let's add some old-school Dr. Pepper with real sugar. Uh, and I got to tell you, man, this is a very, very tasty drink. Like, yeah, this I, is a scary tasty drink. This is definitely one of my favorite drinks of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I could see this. And I was actually thinking about this when you first showed it uh, earlier, and I was thinking, man – this is a, and if you know Dallas Fort Worth, you know what we're about to say. This is a FOE drink. 
sitting in the pool with a cup of ice and this as your drink, and you're going to have a really good day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so FOE, uh, this is our summer destination last couple of summers. It's by White Rock Lake in Dallas, big pool area, perfect for the summer. Uh, FOE just stands for Fraternal Order of the Eagles. Yeah, it's a charitable service that has a pool. It's really cheap, got cheap drinks, got great food, all the things you want, uh, and we do. If you're in Dallas Wharf, check it out. Great customer service, too. Great customer service. People are awesome. It's just a really fun time. So, okay. So, new day, new era. What does that mean? A lot of people might have seen it on Facebook. We haven't really talked about it on Outdrunk the Coverage yet. We've talked about it on the other side, sideline to sideline. But as of today, actually technically as of December 30th, uh, Outdrunk the Coverage is on a new network. And that network is S2S Sports Network, uh, which is basically the shortened version of Sideline to Sideline. And if you listen to our high school show, Grant Goodwin and I do, that's called Sideline to Sideline. Uh, so this is on a new website, a new server, a new everything, and we'll be getting all that up coming forward, most likely for the new year. But in saying that, we actually already have a website, outdrankthecoverage.com. Uh, we'll be posting that all over the pages. So if you're listening to this two weeks later going, where did y'all go? This is where we went. Uh, we're on a new network. We're with a new company called L4 Media Company. Uh, Brett Lee, they were the title sponsor of our Sideline to Sideline show for years. They were the studio sponsor and will remain the studio sponsor, L4FR Clothing, fire-resistant clothing. Check them out online, L4FRClothing.com. But they're going to be the home for Outdrank the Coverage. It's still brought to you by Frisco Bar and Grill. Uh, You can find them online at the Frisco Bar and Grill. If you're a football fan and you want to check it out, go to Frisco Bar and Grill, especially if you're a San Francisco 49er fan. Uh, They are the official home of the Dallas-Fort Worth-San Francisco 49er Watching Club, also the Oklahoma Sooners. They also have karaoke. They have trivia night. They have great food. They have affordable drinks. It's a really, really cool place. Uh, And again, you can find them online at at the Frisco Bar. You can give them a call, 972-712-0808. You can find them in their physical place, 6750 Gaylord Parkway, Suite 120. Uh, again, they're awesome. They, they, you can, and by the way, if you're a band, you can perform there. Check them out. Uh, book your band there at bookingrtfb uh, at gmail.com. They're open Sunday through th- Tuesday, 11 to, to midnight, Wednesday through Saturday, 11 to 2 a.m. You and I have been there a few times. We did a show there. We're going to do multiple shows there next week or next year. Uh, so it's a lot of news. I know this is a lot coming out. Uh, and at first, I thought we were going to hold everything back till early, later on, but sometimes things move fast. And so we are now off of L, uh, LSPN onto S2S Sports. Nothing but good things for Chris Daly and Lone Star Gridiron and Lone Star Podcast Network. It was just time to make a move. And here we are. And we're going to have no commercials today, so we're cutting right into it. Let's go into the NFL uh, week 17 or week week 17 of the season, week 16 of the games as far as schedules and stuff. Uh, Breaking news, we already have uh, the schedule out for the last week, week 18. So let's kind of work in reverse. Let's start there. Saturday, January 7th, you have the Chiefs and the Raiders for the 430 game. That's fine. Chiefs are still playing for the number one seed. Raiders can play spoiler but the big game on Saturday is Titans and Jaguars. AFC South on the line. Winner goes on. Loser stays home. That's what you want on this type of game. This, this is uh, that's the game. I'm that that's the most exciting game of the week for me. Yes, uh, along with Detroit and Green Bay, this is the best game of the week coming up. And 
these are it's a tale of two stories. Like one team is streaking at the right time, one team is faltering at the right time. That team is faltering, Tennessee. They're without their starting quarterback, and their starting running back was banged up. But I think he's he'll, playing. He'll he'll be playing. I think he just took the week off against Dallas because, yeah. objectively speaking, is meaningless yeah and we won't really talk a lot about the dallas uh, tennessee game in fact we're mainly going to be focusing on the playoff scenarios uh tennessee or dallas beat tennessee last thursday uh i was out actually we were finishing up the deal for moving the shows over to a new network uh and to be honest with you i went and rewatched the game and, and, and i'm not knocking tennessee joshua dobbs it was a cool story but you could honestly tell that dallas was basically like hey let's just get through this game injury free by the way though Let's talk about it. White helmet. I loved it. I, I would like Dallas to work the white helmet that they wore on th- uh, Thursday into their normal rotation. I think it looked good. Yeah, and I'm typically a traditionalist as far as like cowboy uniforms go, but this was actually not bad. I think they could just tweak up the jersey a little bit to match the, yes. the white helmet a little bit more. But I, I do like that white helmet. Yeah, I, I thought it looked really, really cool, and I, I think that's something they can build on. All right, so let's go into how do you want to do this? Uh, all right, well, let, let's just start. Uh, Dallas beat Tennessee. We talked about it. Dak had two interceptions. It, it literally is like the season. One of them wasn't his fault. Uh, the hinder shot, the tight end, just literally bobbled the ball right yeah. into the hands. The other one, I, I don't know what it is. Dak, at the end of the first half, I think he's trying to do so too much, and he ends up just making really bad throws. That was a bad throw. But other than that, the offense was fine. 361 yards, 26 first downs. They only gave up one sack. And that's with Tyler Badass being hurt. And, and he probably will be out this game. They hope to get him back for the playoffs. But honestly, I thought they looked pretty good when they made the adjustments. They moved Tyler Smith into guard. Jason Peter and Tyron Smith were the tackles. And honestly, that second half, that offensive line looked pretty good. That could be their best version of their offensive line. I kind of think maybe if – and there's reports that maybe they're going to try to talk Jason Peters into, hey, let's let's run this back next year. Let's have you for a full year, and we'd love to see what you could do and kind of have him as that swing tackle. I, I, think that's a good, I think that's a good place for Dallas going forward. Especially with Biotish coming back healthy. That's four really solid linemen, and that's really – you know, that, that could be a real difference maker for the Cowboys in 2023. All right. So I, I want to get this off the chest because and, and I know I did this the last time we recorded and, and we talked about the Dak haters. Yeah, I, I think it's time to address the Cowboy haters. And, and I don't mean the Cowboy haters outside the Cowboys fandom. I mean, the Cowboy haters inside. Okay. There's a lot of talk of, oh, if Dallas gets beaten in the first round, let's fire Mike McCarthy. Uh, Kellen Moore is a terrible offensive coordinator. And you and I, you, you came over today at about 11 a.m. We've just been hanging out. Like I said, we went to Pizza Inn. We've been talking, just doing what we do, talk football. And I know the albatross of getting past the divisional round is there for Dallas. I'm not stupid. But at what point do we have to give this, this team credit? Back-to-back 12-win teams, which has not something they've done since 94 and 95. That's the year that they went to the NFC title game and lost to San Francisco, and then the very next year won the Super Bowl. Um, This offense, for all the frustrations about Dak and and all that, if you'd have had Dak a full season, this offense would have been a top three offense. At what point do we got to give them credit for that? Because I think that's the thing that Cowboy fans don't do enough. You, you you can't make the playoffs without having a good regular season. And, And you and I have you and I have personally said this off the air and on the air. 
We want consistency. We want a team that in five years makes the playoffs at least four of those five years. And I kind of feel like Dallas is finally at that point. Like, I would be shocked outside of major injuries to major key players that in the next four or five years, Dallas isn't in the playoffs every year. You've got to get to that point before you can start going, okay, now let's be a team that becomes a Super Bowl contender. And, heck, this is the first time Cowboys have went to the playoffs in back-to-back years since, what, 06-07? 06-07. So this is a great run for Dallas, and you can't really – I mean, beginning of the season, that was the expectation. If the Cowboys don't make it to the conference championship game, fire McCarthy yeah. and get Sean Payton or whoever. But, that. But, again, you and I talk about this. Sean Payton's record is basically the same as Mike McCarthy. He's been a really good coach that took one team to the Super Bowl. He won it, and he hasn't been back since then. And they've had some – Epic losses in the playoffs. Yeah, I know the L.A. Rams pass interference, but you also have the Minnesota Miracle. I mean, that, that hangs over your coaches. Yeah. And, and so for everybody that's saying, oh, Mike McCarthy, let's get Sean Payton. Sean Payton literally is Mike McCarthy 2.0. Well, Mike McCarthy had some good years early on with the Packers, the 07, they went to the conference championship game, uh, 2010, they won the Super Bowl. And then they ran a stretch where a few years they weren't winning a playoff game. Because after the Super Bowl in 2010, they didn't win another playoff game until 2014, I believe, or 20, yeah, 2014. I guess uh, it wasn't against the Cowboys. No, yeah, it was against the Cowboys. Yeah. So, I mean, he had some runs there, but he also made it to the conference championship game uh, in 2014 and 16. So he's had like a 10 year window there with the Packers where you know had some consistent success. Only won Super Bowl with the Hall of Fame quarterback, but still consistent success. But again, Sean Payton. That's Sean Payton. Payton. Yeah, because Payton had those three years with the Saints in uh, 14 to 16, and then early on in uh, 07 to 09, where he didn't make the playoffs, they were just mediocre teams, and then they kind of found their stride. Uh, but I mean, like, when people think about Payton, they think about they, they, he, he took a team that's never done anything and won a Super Bowl with them. But that was 15 years ago. I mean, that, that, that I just, I feel like people. They, look- well, a lot of people also think. They think about the Saints now. They were consistently good since 2017. Uh, they feel the Saints should have been in the Super Bowl in the 2018 season, and they feel the Saints would have beaten the Patriots that year. That was the last run over the Patriots. They got their last Super Bowl that year. Yeah. And I, really, not- I think they would have, too. I, 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 we've talked about the Rams. I mean, Sean McVay's admitted it. He looked across the field, saw Bill Belichick, and he – he kind of puckered. He kind of shell. He kind of turtled. The Rams should have two Super Bowls in the McVay yes. era. Easy. That, that was. A, I mean, you and I watched that game. That was one of the most boring Super Bowls ever. <laughs> Thirteen to three, I, I believe, was the final score of that game. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to say Peyton and McCarthy are the same person. I, I kind of view Peyton in a higher regard. But again, why though? That that's my point. Why they've literally had the same path. They both won a Super Bowl. Sean Peyton actually won his. Earlier, it was 05, 06. I can't remember. Sean Payton won in 09. 09, excuse it was back, me. Back to back years. Yeah, back actually. to back years. Yeah. So 09, and then McCarthy won in 2010, mm-hmm. and then they both had years where they had really good teams that lost in championship games or divisional games. Remember, yeah. uh, you know, we all talk about the Giants in 07 beating the Cowboys. The Giants in 2011 beat the, at the time, 15 and 1 Green Bay yeah. Packers. 
uh, in Green Bay. That was a huge, uh, that was a bigger upset, I thought, than 07. Yeah. And so my point is, is for all the talk about Mike McCarthy and stuff, it, I, I don't think Sean Payton could do much better. Again, we look at it, 12-5 and five last year, 12-4 and four this year, going to be either 12-5 and five or 13-4. and four. I kind of have a feeling even if they sit people, they'll be 13-4. and four. Washington, that was it last week for them. That was their big moment. They win. They would have at least either either uh, clinched, depending on what else happened, or been playing for a playoff spot. This week, they're not. I, I think Dallas will win that game. And so you're looking at 13-4. and four. So are you really going to tell me you're willing to fire a coach that is going to be, thir- you know, what, 20 20- – uh, 25 and nine in two years. I, I don't see that. Even if they leave, lose in the first round, I don't know how you can justify firing that when you had a Jason Garrett that went three, uh, eight and eight three years in a row. If you asked me at the beginning of the season, I would have told you the Cowboys will fire Mike McCarthy if they don't make it to the conference championship game. Because the path would have seemed different. Yeah. I, I, think, I think the Cooper Rush run – I think kind of showed that maybe Mike McCarthy, and I'll say, and I said this about Jason McCarthy, or Jason McCarthy. Well, I just created a guy, Jason Garrett. I think this team plays really hard for McCarthy. I think so too, but again, some Cowboy fans will feel they're playing hard for Dan Quinn, or they're yeah. playing hard for Kellen Moore. I look at it the same way I look at Kingsbury at Arizona. I know they're totally different coaches, but in the sense that 2019 to 2021, three-year period. Arizona actually improved every year. Yeah, good point. In the three years McCarthy's been at Dallas, Dallas has improved every year. In the strike year of 20, or not strike year, the COVID year of 2020, there were six and 10. Because Dak was hurt. Dak was hurt. And it was a, okay, now, you know, two years ago, it was the worst division in football. Now it's the best division in football. So, uh, even that that year, they almost had they had a chance to qualify for well, a division title. Exactly, I was just about to say. I still contend if Andy Dalton get, doesn't get hurt in that Washington game, which I still don't understand how that wasn't a penalty and a suspension. But if Andy Dalton doesn't get hurt in that that Washington game, and they're having to deal with with Garrett Gilbert and that for three games, I think Dallas ends up sneaking into the playoffs in in twenty twenty. And I think maybe the whole view on McCar- McCarthy changes because you'd have looked at that as, damn, he took a, a team that lost. Dak Prescott in five games and was able to make the playoffs. And, and, and I'm not saying that Mike McCarthy's some you know god of coaching, but I think at some point you got to give him credit for where Dallas is right now. And, and I think you, as a fan base, we got to stop this. Oh, only the playoffs matter. Because if you're going to do that, then why watch? I mean, we're going into the whole thing. You and I were talking about this on the way to eat. You've got baseball that's very heavy analytical. You've got basketball that's very heavy analytical. And to be honest with you, at times, those sports are not fun to watch because it's only about what this does wins. It doesn't matter if it's pretty. It doesn't matter if it's entertaining. It wins. And so that's what everybody's trying to do. That's not fun. We got to get back to remembering that, yeah, winning is supposed to be awesome, but the fun part of this is just watching the damn games. This is like, and you and I have said this before, and I, I say this all the time, this is entertainment. And, and if you're going to be mad that the Cowboys are 13-4 and four or 12-5, and five, I, I don't know what world you're living on. You shouldn't ever be mad that the Cow- your team is 12-5 and five or 13-4. and four. I mean, that, that's what you strive for. And I think this is this third year with the Cowboys is probably the best year McCarthy from the sense that uh, if you looked at the past few games, Dallas has had a, a problem pa- uh, uh, pass rushing. And I feel that that was the bread and butter for the Cowboys' success for the most of the season. And now that it's gone, they're kind of relying on other factors. Uh, Tur- Turpin, special teams, uh, just 
plays on that side of the ball offense you're getting more looks from cd lamb and schultz is kind of stepping up more uh zeke is stepping up more the old lines getting a little bit better dak is getting not sacked as much as he was before so i i really feel that they're getting a whole team effort now this year last year they had a great they had you know they won a division 12 and 5 yeah but the common problem with them is if they faced a team that was at least mediocre to good they struggled they struggled mm-hmm. i mean even against arizona a team that started 7 and 0 last season and then struggled toward the end one of their few wins in the second half of the year was against the cowboys and That's a good point. that wasn't even a, a that was probably the worst version of arizona toward that toward the end of the season uh, so then this year they're actually winning those games for the most part. So I, yeah, to me, this is Mike McCarthy's best year. I would definitely give him another year. Easy. I think, and I mean, now I say that, and if they go out against Tampa Bay on the road and lose like 24 to three, I, re, I, re, Hey, I, uh, I think you have to, you do have to go, okay, maybe we have to make a change, but I, I, I think you, I, I think he's at least, even if they lose that game again, Lose that game in a convincing, a good way. I, I think you still have to go. Okay, he deserves a second year or third year because he's done something that hasn't been done in thirty something years. Back to back double digit wins. He's done something that hasn't been done in fifteen years. Back to back playoffs. That's the consistency we're hoping Dallas is. All right, I got a question for you. If mm-hmm. Dallas wins a playoff game, does Mike McCarthy go to year four? Oh, yeah. I think if they just win one, then he's perfectly fine. Because that would be a progression. Because, you know, first, That's a year, good point. first they missed the playoffs. Last season, they won the division. They made the playoffs, lost the 49ers in the first round. This year, they made the playoffs, possibly as a five seed, more, risk, more realistically as a five seed, uh, possibly another division title. No. So as long as they win the playoff game, which is very likely, I think McCarthy gets a fourth year, and then they – now, year four will be a lot of pressure. I would. I would yeah, I, I think that's where the pressure would all be. Well, I guess. It, I mean, I guess it depends if they go and win a Super Bowl, or even if they make an NFC title game. I think making the playoffs next year would be fine. Yeah. I, again, I am of the, and I'm 47, so I grew up in the, you know, knowing the late 70s, early 80s Cowboys that were good, and of course the 90s team. But in the 26 years since then, I've grown up with teams that don't make the playoffs every year. So just making the playoffs back-to-back years, to me, is a huge step in the right direction. Yeah. And, and, and you, can't, you can't just skip that and go, no, we're the Cowboys. We should be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's not how it works. And while Cowboy fans need to remember, the 2010 Packers got in as a number six seed, and they rolled into the, t- the Super Bowl and won. And, and won against a team in Pittsburgh that was kind of expected to win that game. Mike Tomlin. 16 years now. Never, go, never had a losing record. Yeah, let's go ahead and we'll pivot to that because last night it looked like the Ravens for 90% of the game were in control. And then Kenny Pickett and the, the Pittsburgh Steelers drive late and, and score 10 points and end up winning. I know the Ravens have already clinched the playoff, and I know they're without Lamar Jackson. But at some point, it, it, you got to stop talking about what Lamar Jackson does, and it's the, the the team around him, and the team around him is okay, but I think people overvalue the team around him for the Ravens. Yeah, uh, yeah, yes and no. I, I, what I, I do like the Ravens. I mean, the defense you historically think they're shut down, but they're really not as much of a shutdown defense as they used to be. They're a good defense. They're now. a really good defense, especially Roquan Smith kind of solidifying that run defense. That really helped a lot. 
Well, I will say with the offenses, they're lacking that big play playmaker. Deshaun Jackson, he's only going to be there like 10 snaps a game. So you need someone more out there like Hollywood Brown was. But he couldn't catch the ball, and he wanted to trade. It's it's, it's like a Tannehill-Henry situation. A a deep threat for the receiver really helps their tight end, Mark Andrews, flourish. And for most of 2021, he was flourishing. But the problem now is they really don't have a a deep threat wide receiver that the opponent respects. So that's going to be their Achilles heel going into the postseason, in my opinion. I I think they'll be a one-and-done team for sure. Well, I mean, if the playoffs were to end today, they'd play play the Bengals, and I'd I kind of like that matchup for the Ravens. Yeah, Bengals are streaking, though, man. Even though they have a bad offensive line. Seven wins in a row, man. Seven next, wins in a row. Hey, if the Bengals lose tonight against the Bills, next week is the AFC North Championship, Baltimore and Cincinnati. Which, Baltimore has already beat them. But, but then again, the funny thing is, is the way that everything's falling, they could also end up turning around and playing next week no matter what. Yeah. So there's a good chance we're going to get that back-to-back games between those two. Yeah. Uh, I, I just feel with the way Cincinnati's been playing, I don't, I don't see them losing to the Ravens. They might lose tonight to the Bills, but I don't think they'll lose to the Ravens next week. See, I, I could see them beating the Bills and then losing to the Ravens. That would be hilarious. Because, I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I am a big believer of when you start winning a ton in a row, you kind of want to try to mix in a loss right before the playoffs. Uh, I think if you go into the playoffs winning nine in a row – and they did it last year. I mean, they didn't win nine row, but they did it last year, man. They, I think it was week six, fifteen or sixteen. They yeah. were win or or go out the rest of the way, and they made it all the way to the Super Bowl. So maybe they are. So let's go ahead and look at the AFC. Uh, we've got Buffalo and Cincinnati tonight. We're going to be watching that after we record. Uh, but right now, uh, in the playoffs, are Buffalo, is Cincinnati, is Baltimore, is Kansas City, is LA, uh, Jacksonville, and, and Tennessee are playing for a playoff spot next week. Uh, Pittsburgh still has a, a mathematical chance. Uh, they're going to have to win and have some help. Uh, I, I will say this. I'm the one that said Cincinnati would not make the playoffs this year. I give them credit, but I'm like you. Their defense still gives up a lot of points in that offensive line. All the talk about Lyle Collins and them you know, doing everything, that offensive line is still terrible at times for them. Yeah, they are. They just somehow – Figure out ways to win, though. But Joe Burrows figure out ways to win. And he's quickly becoming one of the top five quarterbacks in football, probably top two. Some would even say he's the top quarterback in football. Uh, Sacked 39 times this year. <laughs> wow. They dude. will be a tough out no matter what. They Now they have the experience of getting to the Super Bowl. They were a few plays away from winning that Super Bowl, too. And, hey, kudos to them. They played – at their opponent's home stadium. So that's even harder. Uh, so, yeah, I really think Cincinnati, they'll probably end up at the – I don't see Buffalo. I, I think Buffalo will beat Cincinnati tonight, and I think Buffalo will be the number one seed. I think Kansas City will settle into the two and Bengals three. So Bengals will play the six, which right now is the Ravens. Could be the Chargers. Either case, I think for the Chargers, go ahead and get the win next week because Jacksonville – a potential. I think Jacksonville wins that division. I think they'll be the the better matchup than the Bengals for them. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like with Justin Herbert and that San uh, San Diego, that Los Angeles, what they've done, they feel the most like Cincinnati last year, where if they can just get in in a good draw, they're already in. Now if they can get a good draw, I, I can see, I can see, I can see the Chargers losing in the first round, seventeen to nine. 
or going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. There, there's no in-between with them. They're either going to get hot and, and play all the way to the at least the AFC title game, or they're going to lose in the first round. Yeah. But I, I don't know if there's a hotter team right now as far as offense. Now, again, I still feel like they just – I don't know. They just still play at the level too much. So I could also see them playing the Ravens and just like they did a few years ago with Phillip Rivers. Remember, they went into to Ravens and it was just an ugly game. And that was one of those, again, knocks on Lamar Jackson because San Diego won. But it was just ugly. It was like 14 to 9 or some crap like that. Uh, and, and so I don't know, man. The, 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 this is an interesting playoff because I legitimately feel that of the teams that have already got in, there's five teams on each side that could win a, go to the Super Bowl. I think oh. we're finally in that era where any of the top seeds, any division winner, even Minnesota. I know everybody wants to crack on Minnesota, and I know what they did last week against Green Bay. Same thing they did when they played Dallas. They just absolutely crapped the bed. Yeah. But in saying that, you you and I were just talking about this earlier. If you give Kirk Cousins a clean pocket and that offense gets going, they can score with anybody. Their issue is their defense is really, really bad. And they haven't improved off last year. Everybody thought they were going to improve. Oh, well, hey, they may draft. You know, last year was revamping the defense. They got rid of Zimmer. But their defense is still terrible. But they have an offense that can do enough. Yeah, a couple years ago, they drafted mostly defensive players. So, But they're not really panning out. They're not panning out right now. And I was optimistic about them because they're, they're actually trying to plan for the future, which is good. I have no idea how to assess Kevin O'Connell's first year with the Vikings. I, I like the fact that he's trying to be more diverse on offense just yeah. so the team doesn't have to rely on Jefferson or Cook or uh, uh, Cousins to win the game. So I like that part, but most of their all almost all of their wins have been single score and then all their losses are just terrible blowouts yeah uh, so i'm not sure how to assess it they really should be the one seed based off of you know the the talent on that team yeah but yeah uh, this is to me the same team as it was last year except this year they're winning all the close games all the close games and that's games. how that you and i talk about that whenever that happens it always averages out 2020 Seahawks won yep. the division uh, 2019 49ers, as, as good as they were, they won a lot of close games. Yep. And the next year, injuries uh, kind of changed all that. So I'm, I want to see what they do in 2023. But, I mean, for now, I, I just don't – I see them more as a one and done in the playoffs, unfortunately. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, again, I guess to me, it just it, for me, the NFC is all about who plays who. Because I don't – if you're a Cowboy fan, if you play San Francisco, it's a bad matchup. If you play yeah. Philadelphia, I don't think it's a bad matchup. I was talking to you about this earlier. I, I see a – I think Dallas is happy if their path is beat Tampa on the road and then go to Philly on the road. And the reason I say that is because they know what Philly's like on the road. Yeah. This team plays in the road every year at Philly. It's nothing new about it. Yeah. I think that that's a bigger advantage than if you're going out to San Francisco or even going to Minnesota where you go every couple years. But Philly, you go every year. So I, I, I think – I think we're finally in that era where it's all about matchups. Who beats who? Who matches up best with who? That's who's going to advance. It's not about just who the best team is overall. It's who has the best path. No, that's a great point. Uh, you want to play out how a weekend team might work out and what the final seeding will be? Yeah, let's go ahead. So Philadelphia, they play. They host the Giants. Mm -hmm. Who do you think is going to win that game? I guess it depends on who plays. If the Giants go full bore and the Eagles feel that Jalen Hurts isn't ready, I think the Giants have a legitimate chance. Yeah. I still like Philadelphia overall. I think they're a better team. I still don't trust the Giants 
to have a good offensive game against a average or better defense. Yeah. So I'm going to go Philadelphia, but it would not shock me at all if the Giants beat them. And I think Philadelphia win. Uh, I also agree. Giants could also win that game too. But uh, if we're going to just pick a team, yeah. I'll, I'll pick Philadelphia. So that means Philadelphia have the one seed as a 14-3 and three team. That means Dallas will be slotted at the fifth spot at 12-4 and four right now, possibly 12-5 and five or 13 Playing four. Tampa Bay, no matter what. Yeah, playing Tampa Bay, who's slotted in as the fourth seed no matter what. The Giants are sixth seed no matter what, so they really have nothing to play for this weekend. Uh, they'll play the three seed. So in that case, Minnesota is currently the three seed. They – let me see what they play. Minnesota – Will play. I cannot find. Oh, Minnesota goes to Chicago. Yes, another team that has nothing to play for except but, for like draft positioning. <laughs> well, you say that, but I think Chicago is still trying to establish Justin Fields and in, in a new attitude, a new you know. Let, let's feel good about ourselves. Like, yeah, I think they want the higher draft pick, but I don't think they would be mad if they were able to beat Minnesota to, to end the year where you started to see signs of life offensively for the Bears. I feel, if I was Minnesota, I feel we're not going to get the two seed because I don't think San Francisco is going to lose at home to Arizona. Yeah, because I think the Cardinals are just out. Just, just being objective. And also the Cardinals just has everybody hurt, too. Yeah. As much as we give Kingsbury issues, you do. there has to be uh, an understanding that the Cardinals were not bad this year when they were fully healthy. Correct. They were competitive in all yes. the games when they were healthy. Uh, so saying that there's a meaningless game, I think Minnesota loses to the Bears. Mm-hmm. I think Phils has a great game, 100 yards rushing, maybe 200 yards passing, a couple touchdowns. So Minnesota will be the three seed. They'll play the Giants in the first round. It's a rematch of the regular season where I think Joseph hit like a 61-yarder. 61 61-yarder 61 in overtime to win the game. Win the game. Yep. Uh, that'll make San Francisco the two seed. No matter what, yeah, they'll probably win. They'll go thirteen and four. They'll play the seven seed. Seven seed is the funny one because there's three teams right now. Every other team's been eliminated except for Seattle, Detroit, Green Bay. Detroit goes to Green Bay to close out the season. Yep. Seattle hosts the Rams to close yep. out the season. If Seattle wins, I feel that they, well, they already have the tiebreaker over Detroit based off of their head-to-head earlier in the season. Green Bay is the only one of the three, though, if they win, they're in. If they win, they're in, yes. Seattle still needs – it's weird. Detroit needs Seattle to lose. Yeah. Se- Seattle needs to win and then hope Detroit wins. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> so Green Bay is the only one of the three that completely controls their destiny. Yeah. And so let's be on. I-, I think it's Green Bay makes it. So, I, yeah, I feel Seattle will beat the Rams and go 9-8. See, I don't, I don't see that. I think the Rams beat the I, – I think there's a difference in playing a random non-divisional team. I, I think the Rams are good enough, even with injuries, and Baker Mayfield trying to play for – I think May, Baker Mayfield treats this as a playoff game. He's looking for a starting job next year. And I don't think Seattle's good enough to beat anybody even when they're beat up. I think Seattle needs the other team to, to make a lot of mistakes. And if the Rams don't, I, I, I can easily see them. I, I'm just not big on Seattle still. So the Rams go to Seattle at 325 Central. Mm-hmm. And then the Sunday night game is Detroit at Green Bay. So Detroit and Green Bay will know exactly what needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah, so there, there could be a situation where it could be another boring Sunday night game to close out the year. Well, I mean, not, not really because Green Bay has to win to get in. 
Yeah. And, and if Seattle loses, then Detroit has to win to get in. So either way, somebody's playing for something Dude, in that Sunday night so game. So as a football fan, I'm rooting for the Rams to win. Yes. Exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, if you're just an average football fan and you're just wanting the biggest payoff, yeah, you want the Rams to beat the, the Seahawks and then the Lions and Packers to play. Winner le- goes in, loser goes home. So and Detroit, I still think that's where it goes. Detroit. So if Seattle loses, all Detroit has to do is, is not what? lose. No, they, they have to, the, no they, they have to win. If they end in the tie, they'll be eight, eight, and one, and they already have the win against Green Bay. Well, they won't end in a tie. Uh, it could be possible. Yeah, I mean, I know we've had a couple ties, but no, that's not going to happen. Detroit has to win. There still has to be. Detroit still has to win Sunday. They're not going to be able. I, I know that ties it almost can, happened last season. I know ties can happen, but you can't play for a tie if that makes sense. Like in other True. sports, like hockey, True. you can play for a tie. Yeah, like you can just seriously be like, "Screw it, let's just or shootout or, or shootout." But yeah. but I mean, in the playoffs, you play till you know you play to overtime. Correct. Uh, in the NFL, you can say, "Hey, if we tie, we're good," but you can't really game plan for a tie. And I think a tie would still be, even though we've had what two ties this year. Yeah, that's still. In fact, yeah. the fact that we've had two ties this year make a third tie just astronomically <laughs> impossible. Because I can't remember last year a league a, a, a season had three ties. In my lifetime of watching NFL, I've, I've not seen it. Yeah, we've I, we've never seen a three tie. And so again, at the end of the day, if you're just an NFL fan with no with nobody you know rooting for, you want the Rams to win to just make the Lions, Green Bay Packer be well, basically be the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. And that's what you that's all you ask for in that last game when it matters is things like that. All right, so this is gonna be a little bit of a shorter show. By the way, we're gonna be doing a college show after this, so check it out on the website, outdranktocoverage.com. It'll also of course be on our Facebook page. Uh, we're gonna do a better job of getting through our uh, like our NFL, I mean our NFL, our Gmail, uh, ODTCNFL at gmail.com. Again, all of our stuff's gonna be over at the S2S Sports Network uh, from now on. We'll be getting that page. All that's going to be done. Again, all that's kind of more focused for next year as far as high school and stuff. But since we're already still doing these shows, we kind of had to put them somewhere. Uh, So let's go ahead and go into uh, best uniform, worst uniform for this past week. We already talked about Dallas. I really liked it. I think there should be some tweaks. Uh, I still love that you have best or worst uniform, just simply Denver and Arizona. The two (laughs) outdated looks. Yeah, You, You either are classic or new or outdated, and they're outdated. Well, I thought you were going to – I mean, yes, true. But I thought you were going to be curious about why I picked the Lions this week. I thought they looked good. I think they should keep the silver helmet, the plain silver helmet going forward. I oh, like really? that look a lot. Eh. With the, It looks simple and maybe boring to some, but I like that. I guess when they were playing at home, it looked way better to me. They've been doing the the that that's their throwback. Yeah. They've been doing that all the way. Now I did like it back in the Barry Sanders when they did that. and They had the blue face mask. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm a big. I like logos. Uh, the Browns being a little different, and I'll give Penn State. I, I'm fine with those two, but I, I like a logo. Um, I did like the fact that the Houston Texans have basically said they are open to looking at a uniform change. Uh, I, I think that somebody in our page. Uh, uh, Sports Rehab basically said it. Let's be honest. We're all wanting Houston to be back to the Oilers. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the best looks ever. I I think at some point Houston needs to hat in hand, go to the Adams family and be like, look, he's dead. He hated Houston after he left. We get that. But can we please have our legacy back? And, And I honestly wouldn't have a problem with them doing that and just becoming the Oilers again. Houston Texans, there's nothing wrong with the name, but they've been in the league 20 years. 
actually 20 years today, 2002. Yep. Uh, they've been in the league 20 years. They've made the playoffs multiple times. And outside of Deshaun Watson drama, they're a boring franchise. Yeah, I mean, they've had some stars. They had Watt, Andre Johnson back in the day, but uh, uh, Arian Foster. It's just, but still, they haven't really done much in the 20 years. And I think their yeah. look is just very, eh, it's okay. And, and uh, hey, I, I tell you, when they wear the all white with the dark helmet, that looks great. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they definitely need something to, they need a shake up. And uh, going back to the Houston Oilers would be a start. Uh, and I, I think that would be a huge win for them. Yeah. Now, again, maybe Bud Adams, before he died, put it in his family, you will not give them that because he famously, and that's where I think the NFL dropped the ball with him. I think with Art Modell, they did it right. Like, you're, that's fine. You're going to move, but you leave everything else to Cleve, for Cleveland. Yeah. I don't understand why they didn't do that to Houston. I, I, don't, I don't think that was fair because the Tennessee Oilers didn't make sense for the two years that they were that. Yeah. And then once they became the ten, it, it looks stupid when the Tennessee Titans wear their throwback and it's the Houston Oilers. Yeah. That, that just, the NFL's got to step in and be like, look, we've got to be able to come to some kind of Houston gets all that back. Yeah. I, I think over, like you said, time heals all wounds. And I, I, I think it'll happen eventually. It's what people want. Just like with uh, Philadelphia, they're going to get the Kelly Green back for a couple of games next year. Uh, uh, these other teams, like the Dolphins, they do their throwbacks every so often, and fans want that to come back. So, yeah, I could definitely see it happening. I don't know how early it'll be. I think the Texans will go through another show ch- or uh, image look yeah. for a few years, and then maybe the they'll make a deal. Yeah, I agree with that. All right. That's going to do it for this week. Again, a little bit of a shorter show. Next week will probably be a little – well, I guess next week we'll probably just go ahead and just focus all on the playoffs. We'll, we'll talk about first round of the playoffs yeah. and all that fun stuff. Again, we're over on a new website, S2S Sports Network. We'll have all the details on our Facebook page, Outdrink the Coverage. Uh, we're still sponsored by the same great people, Frisco Bar. Check them out online, thefriscobar.com. Again, look up or down. I don't, I, we don't even know how this new website's going to go as far as where our shows are. Look up or down and see Grant. Or Grant, wow, sorry about that. Noe and I out drank the coverage talking the college semifinals because we finally had two good college semifinal games. First time we've had that since the semifinals have actually started. So we'll be talking about all that on our college show. But until then, he's Noe, I'm Terry. This has been Outdrank the Coverage on the S2S Sports Network.